The New Orleans Saints are betting on themselves as they are to get the offense in gear. What does that mean for the future of the New Orleans Saints? We got all that and a little bit of land yap for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. And a big shout out to all you everydayers out there. Don't forget, you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So you never miss the latest episodes. And as always, if you want to keep the conversation going one-on-one with me, take part in our exclusive film breakdowns, film studies, uh, Q&As, and much more, you can become a Locked on Saints insider by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints today to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, Saints News Network, Tuesdays on the Locked on NFL podcast. And here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And a big time welcome to all the new listeners here today who uh, saw one of the more than 20 Locked on Saints billboards around New Orleans, the West Bank, and the surrounding area. Never in a million years did I expect that we would be like that. So really, really cool. And I appreciate you for joining and hope that you'll stick around after checking out today's episode. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by friends at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked on NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. On today's episode of Locked on Saints, we're going to be taking a look at why this next three-game stretch is so important for the New Orleans Saints because the fact of the matter is that it is sustained success or bust for this New Orleans Saints Team. We're also going to be taking a look at whether or not the Indianapolis Colts are actually a bigger threat than we expected, or was last week just a mirage. But to get us all started today, I want to take a look at what we kind of knew was going to be the case, but it is still a big story. The New Orleans Saints, in the midst of their mini buy, going from that Thursday night loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars and having off until, or not off, but right, like having until next Sunday or this coming Sunday before they had to play a game again. We thought that maybe the mini buy would provide them an opportunity to maybe take a good hard look at like where they are, staff wise, play caller wise, whatever that might be, and maybe make some adjustments, particularly referring to the coaching staff or at least responsibilities along the coaching staff. And um, we thought that that might be the case, but we kind of knew that nah, probably not, like just with the track record of what this team has shown in terms of its sort of um, loyalty to its people and all these other things. Um, No changes on the way for the New Orleans Saints when it comes to play calling responsibilities or staff changes either. Um, And and look, I've been a big proponent of turning over play calling responsibilities to Ronald Curry. I I am not at all a proponent of the idea of turning over play calling responsibilities or bringing in an offensive coordinator from the outside. I, I completely understand that point. And Dennis Allen was very clear about that, too, that at this point in the season, you're not really going to find anybody that's going to come in and kind of change things for the better and and make things better from outside the organization. All the people that have the ability to do something like that and a quick turnaround, they've already got jobs somewhere. And I know that John Gruden has been the 
the the point of conversation. But John Gruden's not going to do that either because it's not his system. So he's going to have to come in and work with somebody else's system, which is a really quick way to get him not hired if that's really the way that you wanted to go. He's also got an active lawsuit against the NFL right now, which the NFL is currently set to appeal. So it's very much still in process, unlike the Brian Flores situation. And by the way, Brian, Brian Flores, who also had an active lawsuit against the NFL Open, uh, started off, had to come back as a linebacker coach with the team before he eventually moved back up into being a defensive coordinator. So unless John Gruden wants to join as the New Orleans Saints quarterbacks coach, there's no real precedent that he's going to be taking a job in the NFL anytime soon. So that wouldn't help the New Orleans Saints at all either, right? So you look at outside the organization, that of course makes no sense that you're going to go out there and find somebody. But inside the organization, you've got a young, bright, rising star, and it's getting a lot of conversation in all these coaching circles and Ronald Curry that has called plays for you before, and that's it. Rolling with Pete Carmichael here. So that's where the New Orleans Saints are going to go. And, and what I will say about this and what it means for the New Orleans Saints is that, A, they've got to be able to get it going, right? They're marrying themselves to what they've built, which is not practically a bad idea, right? You introduce new elements like the practical side of this is that if you change something you're introducing a new variable you're introducing a new element is that variable going to instead of improving everything around you is it going to be another variable of complication when it comes to complicating all of the things right so go with what you know because you know how to address and you know how to fix but we haven't seen the new orleans saints show a track track record of knowing how to fix what they have we've seen that over the course of the past season and a half. The, the offense has been anemic. The offense has been unimaginative. It's lacked creativity and it's been predictable. And that's all been with the same people making those decisions over on the offensive side. So if there's not going to be an adjustment there, then the only thing that you can expect right now, reasonably, practically, is that nothing's going to change moving forward and that this offense will continue to start slow. This offense will continue to struggle in situational situations, excuse me, uh, in situational moments, let's say it that way. They're 26th right now in third down conversion, 28th right now in red zone, a touchdown conversion percentage. Those are unacceptable numbers. So either what the New Orleans Saints are telling you is that it's been execution for the past season and a half with different quarterbacks, with different players, with different receivers, with all those different things, a different, not really a different offensive line, but a lot of different players on the offensive line that it's been execution issues, no matter who's in the game which then you have to look at the common denominator there, or they're telling you that they're okay with what they have because they feel like they can fix the issues that are going on on the coaching staff side. The thing that this also means for the future of the New Orleans Saints is that the rest of this season is now a job campaign for a lot of coaches, right? For the Pete Carmichael's of the world, also kind of for the Dennis Allen's of the world, right? Like if, if there's not gonna be any changes made which is a which is a decision that is worth making. Like it, there is there is validity in that decision. I understand. I get it from a practical standpoint. I get it. Do I agree with it? It's not the decision I would make. But nobody pays me to coach, right? Because probably for good reason. Because I'd probably be terrible at it. And so when I look at where the Saints are moving going forward, the thing that you have to understand here is that the rest of this this season now becomes a campaign to keep a job. And if the Saints can turn things around, then everything's hunky-dory moving forward. If they can't turn things around, then it will lead very likely to consequences at the end of the season. And that is a collective decision that the said coaches have made together, that the staff has made together, and that they are aware of. There's no way that they're not aware of the consequences that come with not improving this offense. So hopefully that's enough of a charge to help get this offense, you know, 
back to producing and or not even back to producing, but producing consistently for the first time since Sean Payton has left. And that's got to come down to not only the coaches, but obviously execution player, like all of these other personnel stuff, all that's got to be adjusted too. But it's all going to start and end at the coaching. And those are the guys that are going to have to answer the questions at the end of the season. We'll see what types of questions they'll be answering at that time. Coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at the Indianapolis Colts. Are they actually a greater threat than we expect? Or was that game against the Cleveland Browns just a mirage? I'll tell you what I think as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by friends at Game Time, the only place that I go when I want to purchase tickets, not only for sporting events, but for comedy shows, for theater performances, for so much more. Like whatever event it is that you're looking for, music, concerts, you can find them over at Game Time. So go and check them out today and have that flexibility in your life that you want to have because they have deals all the way down to the day of the event. And if you happen to buy a ticket with the game with Game Time, they've got their Game Time guarantee to where if you happen to buy a uh, find a ticket in the same section and same row, they will credit you 110% of the difference. How dope is that? Visit Game Time today. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On NFL for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Uh, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Are the Indianapolis Colts a bigger threat to the New Orleans Saints this weekend than maybe we initially expected them to be? I'm going to tell you why I don't think they are. Appreciate all of you everydayers out here making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. So the New Orleans Saints will travel to take on the Indianapolis Colts this week. They're coming off of a 38 to 39 point shootout loss against the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns were considered one of the stingiest defenses going into that game. So how is it that the Indianapolis Colts managed to put up 38 on the uh, Cleveland Browns? And are they going to be a bigger threat to the New Orleans Saints defense than we expected, even without Anthony Richardson? Remember, rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson had a successful surgery, Jim Irsay, uh, giving updates, talking about bad calls by the referees, all these other things over on Twitter uh, or social media. Uh, but uh, so they're starting Gardner Minshew. It's Shane Steichen as the play caller. The Saints have seen this before with better weapons uh, in Philadelphia and were able to end up getting a win in Philadelphia. And what I, what I mean by that is that last year, Jalen Hurts, when the Saints played the Philadelphia Eagles, was out. And so Gardner Minshew was the quarterback. Shane Sykin was still the play caller, or at least offensive architect, OC at that time. And then the Saints defense ended up still winning that game, including uh, you know a pick six by Marshawn Lattimore and his return to the field and all that in a game where Gardner Minshew not only had A.J. Brown, but also, of course, has Devontae Smith and, and, and other really good uh, offensive talent, right? Dallas Goddard, all that over on that offensive side of the football. And now you're going to go and take them on against with the Indianapolis Colts, where they've got a really, really good running back, but eh, the wide receivers are a little shaky outside of Amon Ross St. Brown. So really, you take away one big weapon and you eliminate the run game and things feel a little bit more manageable against a system and a quarterback in that system that you have already beat and that you have already seen and that you are already accustomed to going up against on the road. So even though the Indianapolis Colts scored 38 points in that game, 
I don't know that they necessarily are going to be considered a bad matchup for the New Orleans Saints defense. Now, Gardner Minshew looked really good in this game, had a couple, had a scramble touchdown, threw for a couple of touchdowns, Jonathan Taylor tailback running in for a touchdown as well. Uh, But the big thing that you're sort of paying attention to here is consistency. And so I bring you back to the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints, 34-0 shutout against the New England Patriots. That's not the team that showed up the next week. And there's a good chance that for the Indianapolis Colts, in a 38-39 shootout victory, that that's not the same Indianapolis Colts team that shows up on Sunday going up against the New Orleans Saints. However, if the Indianapolis Colts defense continues to be as porous as it consistently has been throughout the season, then that's something that could end up helping out the New Orleans Saints. The Indianapolis Colts defense has given up 29 or more points four different times. They give up 31 to the Jacksonville Jaguars, so did the New Orleans Saints. They give up 29 to the Los Angeles Rams. They give up 37 the second time they played the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then they gave up 39 to the Cleveland Browns. They've also given up totals of 19, 16, and 20, uh, lo- losing or, or winning all three of those games. So it's either that the Indianapolis Colts holds you to 20 or fewer points, or this was the Houston Texans, Baltimore Ravens, and the Tennessee Titans, by the way, or those offenses couldn't score 20 or more, more than 20 points and win, or they allow you to score 29, 30 or more and lose. So we could see a game in which the New Orleans Saints have this big outpouring of offense in a win against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, as we're going to discuss here in a little bit, that can't be enough for anybody to go see the New Orleans Saints fix their offense, right? Because look at the track record of the Indianapolis Colts defense. It's not that great. And it's certainly at best inconsistent. But so is that offense. And so is a quarterback like Gardner Minshew. In games in which Gardner Minshew has been the starter for his teams, whether we're talking about Jacksonville, Philadelphia, or the Indianapolis Colts this season, in games where he has played the majority of snaps and the team has scored 30 or more points, the game after that, the team has not put up points. In uh, 2020 for the Jacksonville Jaguars, put up 30 points against the Tennessee Titans in a 30 to 33 point loss. The next game, 13 points. Back in 2022, if you can think that far back, uh, <laughs> uh, the, uh, they put up 34 points in a 34 to 40 loss against the Dallas Cowboys. The very next week, they played against the New Orleans Saints and scored just 10 points with Gardner Minshew at the helm. Earlier this year, he played a lot of snaps for the Indianapolis Colts in a 31 to 20 win against the um, against the Houston Texans. But then the very next week scored only 22 points. So you see where I'm getting at here. There is a consistency issue when it comes to Gardner Minshew starting back to back games and one of those games or starting playing the majority of snaps in back to back games. And in one of those games, the team putting up 30 or more points on average, the team's barely hitting about 15, 16 or so points in the game to follow. So if that trend continues, this could be an awesome bounce back opportunity on a single game basis for the New Orleans Saints. But what we're going to discuss next is maybe even more paramount than that, maybe even more important than that. It's not just about having one bounce back game. It's about having the next three games go your way if you're the New Orleans Saints. Otherwise, you're in a boatload of trouble. We got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. 
part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. You know how it goes. Hiring new employees can always feel like a high stakes wager for your business. So you might as well stack the chips in your favor and get with LinkedIn Jobs. You know LinkedIn Jobs. We've all used it to look for jobs, but you can use it to post and search to find your new hires as well. And they give you really cool tools, including things like screening questions that end up making sure that you are able to find the best possible fit for your job. So please go and check them out today. Make it a lot easier on yourself and check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode also brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the easiest and most assuredly most exciting and fun and transparent way to play daily fantasy sports. No smoke and mirrors, no you know people hiding behind you know lineups and things like that. None of that stuff. It's you versus the house. Nice and simple. Prize Picks gives you projections for every player that's going to play this week, whether it's NFL, NBA, MLB, whatever it is that you're looking for, they've got it. You choose whether or not that player is going to come in at more or less than the prize picks projection. Get those right. You can go up to two to six different players. You get them right. You can win up to 25 times your money back. So go and check them out today because it is a ton of fun. Derek Carr, 230 and a half passing yards, more or less. It's like that. It's that simple. Go and try them out today. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and enter promo code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. It's the first deposit match up to $100 when you visit prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL, promo code locked on NFL, prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a simple truth. One win against the Indianapolis Colts means a little. Three wins against the Indianapolis Colts, the Chicago Bears, and the Minnesota Vikings means nearly everything for this New Orleans Saints season. The New Orleans Saints cannot be a team yet again, and I'll explain what I mean by that, but yet again, that has these these one-game spurts of excitement. Oh, it's there. There it is. That's the team that they can be. And then we're asking questions in the post-game pressers like, is this the team you think you can be? And all these other things. And then just to fall off, particularly on the offensive side, just to fall off the next couple of weeks. And we've seen this over and over again for the New Orleans Saints. We have saw it this year, right? There's the going from the shutout of the New England Patriots to the disappointing loss back at home right after that. Uh, to, you know, two losses in a row, three losses in a row, whatever, like that, or, or not a, a loss at home. Sorry, it was in Houston. Um, but you get the idea, right? You have the big, that big stand-up performance against the New England Patriots, and then you watch everything fall off against the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, for the most part on the offensive side, right? And the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think you saw a few cracks in the armor when it came to the New Orleans Saints offense, or New Orleans Saints defense. But we saw this last year too. They won to open up against the Atlanta Falcons. They went on a three-game losing streak. They turned around and won against the Seattle Seahawks in what was a very exciting game, but then lost two straight. Then they turned around and they won against the Las Vegas Raiders in a 24-0 shutout. Then they turned around the next two games with losses to the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers scoring 13 and 10 points, respectively. Then what did they do? Win against Los Angeles Rams. Looked really good. Very fun game, that one, only to 
dropped two straight NFC opponent games, scored 27 points in the win against the Los Angeles Rams, only to score zero and get shut out in San Francisco, and then 16 in a massively disappointing choke job of a loss against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then they went on to rattle off three wins straight. The Saints need that three win, like three win streak now, this year, not at the end of the season, now. And they need it in the biggest, baddest way possible. Look, from the very beginning of this season, when the schedule release came out, we talked about how this early portion of the schedule was going to be the toughest part of the schedule for the New Orleans Saints, all the way down to the bye week. And if they needed to try to secure as many wins as they could in those first 10 games. And ideally, you wanted to see them win six or so of those games, not finish five and five. I had them being uh, four and no, three and four. No, I had them being four and three, excuse me, four and three in this going into this game. And then I originally had them in my preseason projections losing to the Indianapolis Colts to drop to four and four. Now you're trying to win to climb back to 500 and get to four and four. And then you've got games against the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. And the Chicago Bears are on a roll right now. The Minnesota Vikings just knocked off what everybody thought might challenge as one of the top teams in the NFC, in the San Francisco 49ers, which is a team that I still think is, of course, very, very good. They're just in a different class in the Philadelphia Eagles right now, who only got better last week or earlier this week with the trade for Kevin Byard. And so now you're looking at this team going into this stretch run to close out before their bye week. And then they've got a favorable schedule after the bye week. Their toughest opponent is going to be the Detroit Lions, but they've got the Falcons, they've got the Panthers, they've got the Giants, they've got the Rams, they've got the Bucks, and they've got the Falcons again. So you have a lot of familiar teams, a lot of important games within your division. You've got the Rams, and then you've got the Giants, who are, I think the Rams are going to present a bigger challenge than the Giants. The Giants are kind of hapless right now. Um, and you know the Lions are still trying to figure out if they're that team. Or not, right? If they're if they're them or not. Um, so if the Saints can come out of these next three games with wins, or at least two and one, so that they go into the bye five and five, they're going to be in a much better situation, and we'll probably feel a little bit better about them then going into the bye week than we feel about them now. However, what's the odds that that's going to happen? It feels slim, right? Like it feels justifiably slim, and I understand, like that's warranted. But the thing to consider here is not that. Well, this could happen, that could happen, or if this happens, then this happens, and all the hypotheticals, they need to do it. Forget the hypotheticals, forget the this team's got to fix this, that they got to fix it. Whatever it is, they got to fix it on the offensive side. And they've got to win these next three games, or at least compete in these next three games and win two of those three games. They have to look like a brand new team over the course of the next three weeks. So while the Saints didn't make the staff adjustments that maybe we expect, or at least the responsibility adjustments that maybe we had anticipated that they would at least consider during the mini-buy, they still need to get the improvements done. And that's with execution, personnel, coaching. It covers everything, right? The, the conversation around, you know, who's biggest at fault and who's the biggest issue and all those other things, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Because the biggest issue for the New Orleans Saints right now is that there's a myriad of issues on the offensive side. So they have to get that fixed. If they can find a way to get that fixed against the Indianapolis Colts, that's great. But it really only means something if it's sustainable. That's the biggest key to this. So that's why I opened the segment by saying that the sustained success is paramount to the individual one-game success that you might see against the Indianapolis Colts. 
So even if the Indianapolis Colts, or even if the Saints get a big win against the Indianapolis Colts, or any kind of win against the Indianapolis Colts, and they look better on the offensive side, a lot of arms are going to remain crossed and a lot of eyes are going to remain side because everyone's waiting to see what's going to happen next week when you go back home and you've got to take on the Chicago Bears and you've got to host the Chicago Bears. Are you going to, is it going to be the same team or is this just another mirage like what we saw last season? Win, lose, 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 win, lose, lose, win, lose, lose. That kind of rhythm, <laughs> literally, uh, that we saw from New Orleans is something that they've kind of picked up here again. Two wins to start the season, two losses to follow that up, a win against the New England Patriots, and two losses to follow that. So you can't do that again. You can't go win and then loss, loss again. You're going you're gonna to have a bad time. Four and six of the bye week, you're going to have a bad time. So sustained success has to be paramount for this New Orleans Saints team. The other thing that I'll mention here too as we wrap up is that we can't take what a team is the week before and expect that to be everything we need to know about what that team is going to be the next week. If that's the case, the New Orleans Saints would not have lost the game so far this season because they went out and they won their game against the Tennessee Titans. And if we expect to be true that who you are to start the season or, or in one game is who you'll be the very next game, then that would have equated to another close win against the Carolina Panthers, which it did, but then it would have been another close win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Green Bay Packers, which it was not. It was a close loss. And then it was a distant loss to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so on and so forth. So we can't say, oh, the Indianapolis Colts were this last week, so they will be this this week. But that also works in for the Saints if they turn around and they win against the Indianapolis Colts, we can't say, okay, they won against the Indianapolis Colts, so they will then win and they'll be a better team going up against, against the Chicago Bears. They have to show you that. They have to prove that. And that, to me, is going to be the measure of what the New Orleans State season is moving forward. These next three games very well decide the season for the New Orleans Saints post-buy. Regardless of how easy that schedule is, regardless of all the divisional games being at that time, these next three games decide their season. Because if they can get it right here, that gives them a lot of confidence going in and coming out of that buy. If they can't get right over the course of these next three games, hard to expect that the buy and then going into the rest of the season is going to make them any better, right? Like that's a big time shot to your confidence at that point. If you're on a full-time nosedive or full-scale nosedive going into the bye week, Saints have to avoid that. All right, y'all, coming up tomorrow, Jake Arthur and I of Locked On Colts. Uh, breaking everything down from our crossover Thursday episode, getting you ready for this weekend's matchup between the New Orleans Saints and the Indianapolis Colts. Later on today here on Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening, we'll be live for the Locked On Saints podcast over on the YouTube page, giving you everything you need to know around the Saints practice. That'll probably be around like 5.36-ish or so uh, to get started with that. Central time, central time for all of that. So uh, very much looking forward to it and can't wait to bring you more as we get back to our two-a-days here on the back half of the week here on Locked on Saints. Appreciate you as always making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. And I thank you very, very much for making us a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. If you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.